Hello and welcome to our series, Revelation Expectations. We are your hosts, Apostle Charles Wright and Dr. Stephanie Wright. Today, we conclude our study in the book of Revelation with chapter 22 and episode 26. It has been a wonderful journey through this amazing book about Jesus' love for us, his return, and spending eternity with him. If you are joining us for the first time, we encourage you to listen to other episodes. If you are looking for a Bible study, consider using this series. Thank you for joining us today for our final presentation from the book of Revelation entitled, Heaven, the Final Destination. All aboard! starting at Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In addition to this verse, we see numerous other verses in the New Testament reflecting on Jesus and water as giving eternal life. Some of those verses are John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38, Revelation 21, verse 6, and 22 verse 17. But who can forget the woman at the well and what Jesus said to her? John chapter 4 verses 10 through 14. If you knew the gift of God and who it is telling you to drink, you would have asked of him and he would give you living water. Verse 14 says, Jesus answered and said to her, whosoever drinks of the water I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And in Revelation 22, verse 2, it says, In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bears twelve manner of fruit and yields her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Again, if you remember the woman at the well, Jesus told her in verse 24 of John fourth chapter that God is a spirit and Jesus promised and gave or sent the Holy Spirit upon and into the woman at the well. She was hearing what the Holy Spirit's water of life brought to her, a cleansing and new refreshed life. This life of water or the water of the word caused her to be a witness of Jesus, the Messiah. And she became a messenger to the city. She acknowledged Jesus, his gospel, and his good news. Verse 3. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. The curse of sin started in the Garden of Eden with the first Adam, Genesis chapter 3. The curse ended with the second Adam, Jesus Christ, his resurrection from the dead, and victory over sin, sickness, and death. The new Jerusalem is where we celebrate eternally the end of the curse that began in the Garden of Eden. God and Jesus are in the new Jerusalem, and we, their servants, serve them with joy. This is not like going to a job you don't like, dreading Monday morning, the beginning of the week. We will serve God and Jesus with joy. Verse 4. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. They refers to the servants in the previous verse 3. 
and we will see him face to face. We could not see God's face while we were in the flesh on earth because we would die if we had. At least that is what Exodus 33 verse 20 says. This is a new relationship with God and the new Jerusalem. He makes all things new. Revelation 21 verse 5. Why do we need a seal in our foreheads if we are in the new heaven, in the new Jerusalem? We were sealed with the Holy Spirit when we believed in Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. But now the seal is visible, not as a sign of bondage, like those during the tribulation who had to take the mark of the beast if they were going to live. For us, it will be God's seal, symbolizing our love for him, because we overcame the tests, trials, and temptations. Revelation chapter 2, verses 7 and 10. Verse 5 of Revelation 22. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Imagine not having to pay a light bill. Well, that's what it will be like in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven and earth. No light bills, because God will be the light. No darkness, because Jesus is the light. Jesus said he is the light of the world in John chapter 8, verse 12. This signified spiritual light to guide us to salvation. In Revelation 22, verse 5, he is literally the light of the new world, the new heaven and new earth, and they shall reign forever and ever. They refers to his servants reigning with him, and forever and ever means throughout eternity. Other scriptures support this verse. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 reads, If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Thank you, Stephanie. Looking at verse 6, the angel said unto me, These things are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. If you notice two key words, the word saying and the word referring to show, we understand that John had the privilege of both hearing and seeing. However, some scholars believe that the angel was the archangel Gabriel. Nevertheless, we must remember Jesus told this to his disciple Thomas in John Gospel, chapter 20, verses 28 and 29. However, we will refer to this later when we get to verse 8. Verse 7 says, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. This is Jesus now speaking to John. Because Jesus says, behold, I come quickly. And Jesus orders a blessing to those who keep the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Our response should be the Greek word Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. But who is he or who is she that keepeth obedience of the sayings of the prophecy of this book? Now, if the kingdom of God is in some members of the seven ancient churches and in some of the churches today and tomorrow and in some who will receive Jesus during the tribulation and great tribulation, do not take the mark of the beast, nor listen to the false prophets and reject the Babylon style of living. And they do not worship the devil. Then he or she are the ones who keep the sayings of the prophecy of this book because they are kept and overcome.
Verse eight says, and I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard and had seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me. John was privileged to both see and hear the messenger's message. John was blessed because he heard and saw. Please note at the beginning of Revelation chapter one, verse three, we see the reward of being blessed because of reading and hearing the words of the book of this letter of Revelation. Jesus commands a blessing to those who have not seen and yet heard and believed. Most of us live in this category today. We have not seen, but we have heard. You remember in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10? In paraphrase, with the heart they believe who are saved and will confess with their mouth, like the woman at the well. If we believe, is this worship? Of course, it's worship at a supreme level because then you also will become like the woman at the well and bring the same message to your city. Verse 9, it says, After John tried to worship the angel, we read this. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of the brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. It should be noted that there is a one accord fellow servant worship going on because in verse three of this chapter, we see his servants. Verse four, we see they are the servants. Verse five, we see they shall reign forever and ever. And in verse six, the angel did show to his servants the prophecies. These are the ones that worship the Lord on one accord as fellow servants. We do this worship not only with those who are already in heaven, with the angels, and with those who were in Revelation's seven churches, and those who are part of the number that no man can number, the prophets with those in the fivefold ministries, and with the 144,000. Moving on to verse 10. And he said to me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. The angel tells John not to seal the words of the prophecy in the book of Revelation. Why? Because the prophecy is soon to be fulfilled. This is in contrast to the Old Testament prophecy when the prophets were told to seal the prophecy or vision because it was far into the future before the visions would come to pass. The phrase, the time is at hand, was spoken in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3 by the Apostle John. The events could happen at any time. The angel is telling John everything he has seen, the tribulation, the great tribulation, the defeat of Satan, the new Jerusalem, etc., are coming to pass and quickly. This is a clarion call, a strongly expressed demand from the angel to John. Verse 11, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. This verse is not encouraging unrighteous living, but instead it is saying it will be too late for anybody to change. So you might as well continue doing what you're doing. Jesus is coming quickly. So it is important right now to have a made up mind to let Jesus into your heart and receive him as your Lord and Savior. 
Don't let it be said too late. Moving on to verse 12. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. These are Jesus' words. Now he is making the announcement. We are getting it straight from the source, not secondhand. I am coming quickly. Some interpret quickly to mean soon. But however you interpret it, Jesus is coming back. And we do not know the day nor the hour. The statement, my reward is with me, and I will give to every man according as his work shall be, lets us know Jesus has rewards to be given to every person. These rewards could include the assignment the servants will have in the new earth, because it says, quote, according as his, each person's, work shall be, end quote. Nevertheless, there are rewards to be given. We should not confuse these rewards with doing good deeds in exchange for salvation because the Bible is clear that salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. The rewards are for being faithful servants. In Matthew chapter 25 verses 21 and 23, the good and faithful servants are told, well done, and enter into the joy of the Lord, whereas the wicked servant is cast into outer darkness, a separation from God, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is contrasting the reward that those receive who go to heaven against the reward those receive who will not go to heaven. Verse 13 reads, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus has three titles in this verse, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, and the first and the last. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega is the last letter. Jesus is saying he is not only the first and the last, but everything in between. And I got that little insight from Apostle Charles. First and the last says Jesus is eternal. And after everything has passed away, he will still be. The phrase beginning and the end points to Jesus being the source of all things and him bringing all things to their completion. Colossians chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 say, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. These titles emphasize his eternal divinity authority, power, and majesty over everything throughout all time and beyond time. Thank you, Dr. Stephanie. Now looking at verse 14, we see the continuation of rewards and blessings. It states, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and they enter 
in through the gates of the new city. In other words, we understand that blessings and rewards are prepared for those who have a right to the tree of life after they have entered into the gates of the new Jerusalem city to dwell with God. Please note that the first blessing is found in Revelation chapter one, verse three. And this is the last blessing, which is found in Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Looking at verse 15, in paraphrase, it states, Outside the city walls and gates are sorcerers, false prophets, whoremongers, murderers, unclean dogs, other Babylon idolaters, and all liars. It should be noted that these are wolves in sheep clothing and tares among the wheat that are separated from God's new city blessings and rewards. Verse 16 says, and this is Jesus talking. He says, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Here we understand that Jesus declares his identity, not only the bright and morning star, but he says, I am the root, which means he was before David was, meaning like in the beginning. This identity that appears to be alpha. Jesus also expands his identity as being the descendant or offspring of David. His intention is to identify himself to the seven churches to whom this letter was sent and written to. It is his personal witness of himself to the Jews in the seven churches. However, the Holy Spirit continues today to help us know Jesus and his supreme identity even more today. Verse 17 tells us, the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that heareth say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. If you notice, this is the same invitation to come and freely receive the water of life. Go back and review Revelation 21 verse six. Also, we believe it's the same fountain of water of life given to the woman at the well and can be believed to be the same water that is a river which flows from the heavenly throne of God and the Lamb. You will find this in Revelation 22, verses 1 and 2, which is earlier. Please note, this last chapter begins with the A reference to the river of the water of life, seen at the beginning of this chapter to feed the eternal tree or trees of life. Another good reference for the astute studying disciple is Isaiah 55, verse 1. Thank you, Apostle Charles. Verse 18 reads, For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Revelation twenty-two nineteen says, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Verse 18 specifically states not to add to the prophecy of this book, that is the prophecy in the book of Revelation, not other books. Verse 19 specifically says not to take away from the prophecy of the book of Revelation. However, these are admonitions that should probably be considered for the entire Bible. Nevertheless, God warns 
For this book of Revelation and its prophecies, the person who adds to it will face divine judgment and have the plagues in this book added to them. And if you have been with us throughout this study, you know the plagues were horrific as described in the chapters on the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. Chapters 6, 8, 9, 11, and 16. Thus, there is no need to add additional revelations to the book of Revelation. Likewise, the person who takes away from this book of prophecy will have their part in the book of life taken out, to have their part in the holy city taken away, and three, from the things written in the book of Revelation, they will also have those taken away. In other words, they will be denied the rights to eternal life described in the book of Revelation, including the tree of life, living in the new Jerusalem, and all the benefits that come with living throughout eternity with God. In short, don't tamper with the book of Revelation and its prophecies. Treat this book and the prophecies with respect. Do not embellish nor water down what is written. The prophecies are what they are, and they are not going to change, but whosoever messes with them will suffer divine consequences. Verse 20 reads, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. There are two people speaking in this verse. First, Jesus, and then those responding to him. Jesus reminds us that when he returns, he will come quickly. His words emphasize what other scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, have said. He is coming back. Some of those chapters are Zechariah, Daniel, Acts, Matthew, and Revelation. The response to Jesus' words to his return are, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. This is a wholehearted agreement that reflects a burning desire for his return. Are you expecting Jesus to return any day? Are you ready? If not, get ready and stay ready. Because if he says he is returning quickly, he will. Verse 21 says, The grace of our Lord. Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. In other words, so be it. This is a benediction or blessing sent from John to the churches. Therefore, receive the invitation to come out to come in. This is because God's merciful grace, who is Jesus, given to all of the world. So stay ready and continue to look for Jesus' return because, again, he comes quickly. Amen. So that concludes chapter 22. It brings us to the end of the book of Revelation. We thank everyone who has been with us from the time we started this journey in January of this year. This is the assignment that God gave me. And I thank my husband for sharing in this journey with me. It has been great. I love the book of Revelation. I didn't love it before, but I sure do love it now. And I hope you will fall in love with it. And most of all, I hope that you will remember that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you all. Receive his grace. Amen. May God's peace, power, and love, and protection be with you from now until his return. Amen.
If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. You may also view these episodes on our YouTube channel, the symbol at CG Missions, Inc. or INC. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.